You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. We are previewing the red and white game, the annual spring scrimmage, spring game, whatever you want to term it. Brian, where else will we go here on this Friday? It was a busy news day on Thursday as we got spring ball rosters, like you said, Jake. Also, Raleigh Worcester officially committed to the University of Utah and was announced as a transfer. So we can discuss that a little bit as well as preview what's going down this weekend. It is a massively busy weekend again for Utah Athletics. Yeah, we'll get into all of it ahead on today's show. Looking forward to it. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked on Utes podcast for April 16th, 2021. Once again, welcome back in to Locked On Utes, your daily podcast focused on the Utah Utes. My name is Jay Catch, the lately sometimes co-host, and Brian Brown alongside. Brian, what is up, my friend? Jake, it's a great day in America. Just happy to be here. Like Ike Austin used to say, it's always good to have you back in the fold. Uh, but it's been a fun week, a lot to discuss, got to chat a little bit more about football, which is something that I do know something about after so many weeks of having to report on basketball, which is not really something I know a lot about. Yeah, well, I can tell you this much. I would have much rather been doing this podcast than what I was dealing with. Folks out there, if you're listening to this, any of you who have replaced carpet in your home, Man, is it a hassle. You feel like you're packing up your house like you're going to move, but no, you're not moving. You're just moving it so they can put new carpet in, moving it back, and then moving other... It's Man, it's been a couple of days of absolute mayhem here at the Hatch household, but excited to be back on the show. Uh, with that, Brian, want to remind everybody, the, remind everybody, by the way, if you haven't done so already, hit that follow button wherever you might be listening in from. At Odyssey podcast app that they've just launched you also can check out the apple podcast link as well as spotify available on all of those and a myriad of other podcast platforms but in addition to that we would like you guys to leave us a rating interview especially on apple Podcasts. we want those five star ratings as well as your guys's comments what you like about the show appreciate your guys' support in advance of doing that all right, Brian, let's talk a little Utah football here right off the top as you get ready for the red and white spring game tomorrow. I'm looking forward to this because it's honestly the first time that I think fans and the media will have had a chance to see this team in action. There may be the occasional, what you'd call a booster or something like that, who may have snuck into a practice at some point this spring. But in all honesty, this is the first time any of us are going to see this team this spring play out. It's 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 kind of wild. We're doing all these Zoom conferences, talking to these coaches and players, but we have not seen one down of football yet. We have, and and that's such an unusual part because spring is the period where we get to make uh, acquaintances with whoever is is on the team. More or less, it's a much more relaxed atmosphere. There's a lot more interaction with the players, the ability to watch practices and and enjoy the development of guys. For me personally, it's a lot 
better to actually get eyes on a guy so I can see really how far they are. Because one thing that I've learned is, is you talk to coaches, they like to give you uh, coach speak. Yeah, no, that's actually a good assessment right there. It's absolutely been that case. But looking forward, uh, 6,500 fans approximately will be in the stands there at Rice Cycles Stadium. As Kyle Whittingham has noted, they typically get around 10,000. So they're not going to get their full crowd that they normally get for a spring game for this. But I can tell you this much. I think every one of those 6,500 fans, Brian, are going to be chomping at the bit to be sitting there at RES and have a chance to see the Utes in action. Without a doubt, it's been too far too long since we've been able to invade uh, Rice Eccles, and and I think a lot of people will be excited to see the updates with the new enclosing closing the, the south end zone, and not only that, just to see the team in action, especially as they revealed a new helmet with a new design dedicated to Ty Jordan, yeah. and knowing that the tr- uh, all the uh, proceeds from the ticket sales for this are going to help fund the Ty Jordan scholarship, I think adds a little bit of extra emotion but as the country starts to come out of everything i think anytime we have games like this or opportunities like this where we can somewhat gather together and and, and experience those things that we'd love to share as part of that utah fan community it, it just brings a little bit of extra juice to you uh i think the big thing for me is it's just fascinating to look at the roster and not to get away from the good feelings of actually being able to go see games in person. But it's interesting to see who's on the roster and, and who will actually be participating and how they divided the teams. We talked a little bit while you were away about how Witt might try and divvy some of that up. And once you know, he's done completely the opposite of everything that I thought he might do. And on top of that, there are a lot of guys that I mentioned maybe need to have a good showing that won't be participating. Uh, Thomas Yasmin, not listed on the roster. Uh, neither is Cole Fotheringham. Neither is Brand Keithy. Clearly, those guys are sitting out because they feel like they don't need to participate. Or maybe there's some injuries that we don't know about because that never gets discussed unless it's a season ender. And so there's a couple of names, you know, on there as well. Uh, Nick Ford is not participating. It looks like Jaron Kump will not be participating. We could go down the list over and over again. Smithy Lawaki, who is a guy who I've been excited to see for a long time, yeah. not participating. But the good news is you're going to have Britton Covey and Charlie Brewer together. So that one-two combination should be fun to watch, at least for a quarter anyways, or a series. Well, yeah, that that's the nice part about that. You're going to see a chance to finally see Charlie Brewer. He's been getting raved about, especially Kyle Whittingham, by the way. And for those of you out there who aren't familiar with how Kyle Whittingham operates, this is a guy, when he starts mentioning guys seemingly media session after media session, you can you can pretty much bet on that guy's been a standout. And you know who he's been talking about a lot is Charlie Brewer. So it would be finally the first time that we as the media as well as those in the stands as fans will be watching get to see Charlie Brewer with their own eyes. I'm looking forward to seeing what that man can do. I think he has proven it at the Big 12 level. I think he's transferring that and bringing it to Utah, and I'm excited to see that. I also agree with you. There are a lot of veteran players that maybe don't necessarily have as much to prove they'll be sitting out. And, yeah, names like Thomas Yasmin, you'd think they would participate. Probably a minor knock, a minor injury, to use that soccer term that probably has ruled them out. They'll probably be fine, but just with the timing of how the spring game is going down, they're probably going to have to sit out. 
it's just kind of the way things are playing out. And I think especially with this team where you have so many guys that return this year that are yeah. well-established in their roles, you know, Mika Tafua doesn't need to play in a spring game. That no. just <laughs> opens up the door for more injuries. And uh-huh. I think there are some names on there that I'm a little surprised to see, like Britton Covey. Uh, and Britton probably doesn't need to play either, but, you know, it's likely one of those situations where he begs Coach Whittingham to let him get a series or two, and so they're going to let him roll. I think as far as Charlie Brewer goes, He's the great mystery, right? Comes from the Big 12, has had nothing but good, positive uh, snippets spoken about him in in the press conferences, both by Kyle Whittingham and Andy Ludwig and all of his teammates. He seems to have integrated well with the team. And so I think we're all just excited to see how does he integrate into uh, that Andy Ludwig system because you never really got to see it with Cam Rising or with Jake Bentley in this type of a situation. Yeah, it's it's an opportunity just to finally see what we've been hearing about from these coaches. You mentioned the fact that the coach speak that we've been hearing about all spring long. Well, yeah, they can hide a lot of stuff just simply by either giving you a uh, non-answer answer or just work around what they actually are thinking on a certain matter. And that's just kind of how things go. But when you finally get to see them in person, I think it actually will give us an opportunity to really, okay, assess. Okay, Coach X was talking about player Y here. What do I see with my own eyes about player Y? Like, what does it match up with what Coach X was saying over here? And that's a huge thing that goes back and forth every year. It happens with every program, but especially in this day and age with COVID, it's very much going to be okay. Coach X has been talking about this, 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 and am I seeing X, Y, and Z, or am I seeing A, B, C here? What, what, what? Where's the truth? It probably lies somewhere in the middle. But the spring game, we're gonna we're gonna dig into this like we've seen 15 practices because really it's our only opportunity to see them. Without a doubt, I think it's always good to remind people that when coaches give commentary in the media, they're never talking to the fans. They're rarely talking to the media. They're almost always talking to their team or to the players directly. And with a player like Charlie Brewer, you want to reassure him. You want to build that positivity. So you're not going to go out and talk about all the bad things that he's done. We're not going to see any of the flaws. All we know is that every rep in the Big 12 has prepared him for this moment and repetitive accuracy. We don't know the nuances of it. Like, how terrible he looks if he's under under center or maybe he just trips a lot there's a lot of that kind of stuff that i think fans especially gravitate to more than coaches because fans want that stuff to be solved coaches understand that it doesn't come very you know immediately if at all sometimes i think travis wilson's throwing motion is a good example of that right like where it was five years we saw him look like the slinky dog from uh (laughs) toy story every time he threw the football but that was a Travis thing. That's not a coaching thing. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that I think more than anything we're we're keeping our eyeballs on. And and I tell you what, man, the scrutiny the scrutiny brigade is gonna be out there in full force. And I expect you there for all four quarters, all two halves, all sixty minutes. You guys get on top of things, make sure every player gets gets properly evaluated and have some fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because we won't get to see them again until fall. I was going to say, this is your last opportunity to see them until September, August. I, I Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we don't know quite yet what exactly is going to go down. But you get you make a very good point there, my friend. And I'm not going to lie. Every time I think of Travis Wilson now, and I'm, I'm the dad of two young children, I'm going to think of Slinky Dog from here on now. That was a very good thing. Uh, Good pull on your part on that. On that, I, I was reminded the other day that I once called. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name now? 
Who's the defensive tackle that played next to Lucky Foto? Oh, is it Penicini? Penicini, yeah. I once called John Penicini a Polynesian SpongeBob, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Well, apparently I have, an, I have a thing with comparing football players to famous cartoon characters, so. Fair enough. All right. Well, yeah, so we're looking forward to that, folks. Enjoy the spring game. Whether you're going to be there in person or you're tuning in on the Pac 12 network, it is scheduled to begin at noon Mountain Time. Hope you guys get a chance to see them because, as Brian said, you're only the opportunity to see them until this fall, hopefully. And we'll talk more about that. We'll have a recap for you guys on Monday's podcast for certain. And coming up next, we're going to switch over and talk a little bit about the running Utes. Another addition via the transfer portal. This one, a very familiar name to people inside this state because he played in Logan. It's Roly Wooster. We'll talk about what he'll bring to the Utes, running Utes here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, Brian, let's take a moment and talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. Uh, I want to remind everybody, it is the literally the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, no matter what you're interested in. I know, Brian, you've been playing around with different formats of how to go about your betting. You did some parlays for a time. How's it been going on your end? Well, I submitted a bunch of uh, prop bets to them for the Utah Spring Game, Jake, and as soon as they got the lines back to me, Coach Whittingham pulled all the guys who were going to play. So <laughs> we're out of luck for that one, but the good news is that there's plenty of other stuff to get invested in. I'm learning all about hockey and baseball. Uh, you know, There's a lot of the award shows that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. so that's the fun part about you know learning about this and staying invested. I'm, I'm getting emotional over games like... Uh, Pittsburgh, San Diego, and baseball. I don't know why I'd ever get emotional over that. Okay, you are really becoming a degenerate. But nonetheless, you can take advantage of the offer they've got going right now. It's a 50% welcome bonus courtesy of Bet Online. Go to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. To get that 50% welcome bonus, use the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You get 50% of whatever you deposit the first time added into your account. It's free money courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. It's a great way to go about checking out the sports betting world and seeing if it's for you. So check it out now. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, let's talk a little bit about the running Utes. Obviously, Craig Smith still trying to fill out his roster. Well, he got another addition yesterday, and it's one that he's very familiar with by way of Utah State, and that would be none other than Raleigh Wooster transferring down from Logan to Salt Lake City. Do I feel a bit of shade moving in there, Jake, being <laughs> that you work for the home of the Aggies? I, not really. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, okay, here's the thing. Raleigh Wooster, to me, is going to be a very, very good piece uh, for Craig Smith to work with in the Pac-12. I'm not necessarily convinced he's going to be as good or maybe as impactful at the Pac-12 level as he was potentially in the Mountain West playing for Utah State, and maybe that's shade on my part, but he is absolutely going to make things work more smoothly and be a savvy ball handler, kind of that veteran presence on the guard line that I think Craig Smith craves, and he's got good size to him as well. Raleigh is a well-put-together athlete out of Montana. I'm looking forward to seeing him suiting up for the Utes. 
I think it's a great addition in terms of you know what you're getting with Wooster. He averaged nine points, four rebounds, and four assists while starting in 25 games as a freshman. That's a pretty solid uh, stat line for a guy that started for a very good basketball team in, in Utah State. What remains to be seen is is as they fill out this roster is how good can the collective parts be going up against some of the talent in the Pac-12? Because it's not a one-off game like you're playing in the NCAA tournament. You've got almost 20 conference games. And so now you've got a full roster of guys at at the point guard position. That's pretty much solidified, right? And I think the hard part is trying to find some of those more athletic, bigger wings that Utah is always in need of to compete against the organs of the world and, and the length of... Oh, like in Arizona in years past, I don't know how much length they're going to have this year because well, it, USC this past year had a, had incredible length. So exactly, so so much front court depth for them. Uh, so that's I think having a good solid backcourt with three to four ball handlers. Which how many times did we talk about the fact that that was an issue for Utah last year? <laughs> it felt like almost every single episode it was man if they had another ball handler and. It, your primary ball handler for the most part, Timmy Allen, is now gone. And Ryland Jones hopefully will be more healthy next year, but I don't think he can depend on that. So it's a savvy move by Craig Smith. He knows what he's getting in Wooster. He knows another guy. It's another guy that fits the culture there and everything that they're trying to build because he's already bought in with the coach and the coaching staff. Uh, how much playing time he gets, that will be kind of the real question. Does he actually end up starting at Utah? Um and what's you know what's the development like for him as he goes from the Mountain West to to the Pac-12? We're always of the opinion that it's a, a bigger jump, but maybe yeah. for those guys it's not. We'll uh, who who knows? The thing about Raleigh is he's not reached the zenith or the peak of what he can be as a basketball player. He's still a young buck uh, relative to what he did at Utah State. So I don't mean to say that he's going to come in and be just a, a bench warmer for Utah. I absolutely think he can challenge for the starting job because if there's one thing that he has a leg up on everybody else on Utah's roster right now is he has familiarity with what Craig Smith runs on offense. He knows the defensive schemes, the calls, all of that. He is going to have a leg up in that department, and he'll be able to hit the court running, whereas maybe a guy like a David Jenkins or a Ryland Jones, they are going to take a little bit to have to understand what Craig Smith is expecting from his sets that he likes to run and all that stuff. So that right there alone may give him the early advantage in terms of being maybe the the point guard uh, to start with, but you're right. You you can never have too much depth, too many good ball handlers, and I think they done a good job targeting guys like that. Now, if if you if you ask me, Brian, we've talked about this on the podcast in the past. The other targets that Utah needs to kind of go after, I think they need another wing player. Losing Timmy Allen absolutely hurt them in that department. Losing Alfonso Plummer, even though he's not necessarily a true wing, he was more of a guy who just spread out a defense with his shooting. And I think they need another big man who can help defend on the interior so those are kind of the next two targets in my opinion and we'll see how it shakes out we're still waiting on official word about mickey Antonin, but it's all signs are pointing to him exiting the program yeah and that means that you absolutely need a a four slash five type player who replace not only the production but the size that yontanen offers uh you have three guys right now in that six nine to, to seven foot range with uh Brandon Carlson, Lahat Chun, and uh, Riley Batten. But I think you and I both agree that Riley Batten playing as your backup five is a a 
difficult position to put him in defensively, <laughs> yeah. to yeah. to say the least. And I think you just need uh, you you're building a squad right now that I think is is primarily built around shooting and defense. And if those are the two positions, you absolutely need to have a big strong four that can stay low on the block and can box out and rebound. Yeah, that would be. I think critical for them to find somebody like that because I, I love Riley Batten as a player, but you're right. Having him as your primary backup, it just it, you're right. Defensively, it's 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 a mismatch. It's it, it's unfortunate to say, but that's just kind of how it goes. And we'll have to find out. But I think Raleigh Wooster is a, is a solid addition to this roster. You, you lose a guy like Timmy Allen, you lose Alfonso Plummer. Those are going to hurt. And Mickey Yonton, and yeah, yeah, I think everybody out there, if you're reading between the lines, he's headed to play in Europe somewhere. Uh, maybe it's back in his native Finland. Maybe it's just another program or another team, another franchise there in Europe. But he is going home, it looks like. So, yes, you're losing a lot of talent off this team. But we've talked about this as well. I believe that Craig Smith is going to go about building this roster the right way. He's going to take a very patient approach. And patient and the transfer portal are kind of two, I think, almost polar opposites in some people's minds. But you can find good talent in the portal who's going to be there for longer than a year or two years, maybe three years in the case of a guy like Rolly Wooster, that you can build a program with. You've just got to go about making sure you find the right parts. And Craig Smith has proven so far at both of his stops he's made as a head coach, South Dakota. South Dakota State or was it South Dakota? I don't recall exactly. But then Utah State, he's proven that he can put a roster together and he can put it together pretty quickly. Yeah, and I think really what he's done is, as they had five open roster spots, as he's yeah. filled up uh, three of those, uh, so eventually they'll get to six, right? If, yeah. if Mickey Antonin does end up leaving, like if we expect him to, and and the only reason we speculate on that is that he did give an interview where he forgot his name, and I'm assuming if you're talking to a guy every single day, you're not going to forget one of your players' names, right? <laughs> well, hey, that's <laughs> you okay. hope. Who knows? He's, you Who know, knows? things happen. <laughs> but the point being that you've filled up those bottom three spots on your roster that were empty with good, reliable players that you know who they are, you have a connection with, and you know that they can bring something to their team. Both David Jenkins and Rolly Wooster bring both experience and, and defensive uh, team attitude, I think, that, that Utah will absolutely need. Uh, Gabe Madsen, little less of experience, but definitely a, a shooter in that in that quality. Somebody that I think the coaching staff is familiar with, and so now you can take your time with those top three slots mm -hmm. if necessary. Now there may be a, a candidate out there. You know, I, I think there was a story on twenty four seven Sports uh, the other day about uh, uh, was it Tristan Clark. Um, yep. from Baylor, you know, that, that had heard from Utah. And so there's a lot of those kinds of uh, activities, uh, you know, and, and Tristan Clark would be that perfect fit of what we're talking about, right? And another one that popped up yesterday, I saw tweets about it. Apparently, Devion Graham, a transfer from Oklahoma, he said that Utah has also reached out to him. He's more of that wing that you were talking about that you would need. Mm -hmm. Graham is, yeah, the big man you want on the interior to help defend, rebound, all that stuff. So I think they're going about this the right way. It's just a matter of landing the right guys, making them fit in the system, and getting them to believe and work together as a team. And that's kind of the that, that's the next step. You you got to fill out the roster first, and then you move forward with the workout, starting to put guys into the spots you expect them to play, and start building that team camaraderie. All right, uh, any other thoughts from you on that, Brian? Not a thing, Jake. I think we covered that one pretty substantially. Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. You guys know us. We're here every day talking about what's going on with the Utes. We'll keep you apprised of anything new that pops up on that front. And the funny thing is that the 
if you if you're on Twitter, by the way, these young men are going to let you know exactly what's going on. Maybe before we even record a podcast, because they're 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 kind of taking control of it and they're throwing it out there. But we'll be sure to pass along anything that we hear and or learn. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will round out the week with a look ahead to what's happening this weekend. As Brian said in the open of this podcast, it is a crazy busy weekend. Not necessarily all that atypical of what's been going on for seemingly the past two months for Utah athletics, but we will run it all down in just a moment here. Before we do that, let's talk about Brian and I's favorite thing, our good friends at Built Bar. I'm never out of words to describe how much I love Built Bar, Jake. I, I, somebody asked me for a Built Bar the other day, and I gave them six. I had to give them the whole spiel about, well, this is my favorite flavor, <laughs> but if you like this one, go for that one. And they walked out of my house with this, this really confused look on their face. Uh, you know, I... My, my family went to Moab, so I sent them with a box, you know, so that they could stay, you know, stay healthy and, and make sure that they got the protein for whatever activities they were up to. That's, that's, I just, I'm here to spread the love of Built Bar. And, and there's so many different good flavors that everyone can find a Built Bar that they love. Jake, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your Built Bar that you're loving most right now? Okay, funny enough, I actually had one. It was kind of oldie, but a goodie that I had not had in a while. It was actually um, our are double chocolate and i know that may necessarily some people are not big chocolate fans and chocolate's never necessarily been my favorite thing but this double chocolate built bar is absolutely incredible i enjoy every single one of these bars my all-time favorites uh, well i can't say can't say all-time considering it's one of the newer flavors they launched is cherry barcia but man you can find it. There's over 20 different flavors out there. I'm actually pretty impressed that you were preaching the good word of Built Bar and letting people know exactly about it. So keep that up. But we want you guys to take advantage of an offer they've got for you guys at BuiltBar.com. You can go and check out all the different flavors they got. Guarantee you guys can find one, two, or maybe even 10 that you will enjoy. Order them, give them a shot, and you can save some money while doing it by using the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. These bars legitimately taste like a candy bar. They're absolutely incredible. You will not believe they are actually good for you. Covered in 100% chocolate, so give them a shot. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off the best-tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, starting Monday through next Saturday, the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey featuring analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfor, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Search out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the brand new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Check them out. All right, Brian, wrapping things up here on a Friday. It's a staple here on a Friday edition of Locked On Utes. We look ahead to the weekend, and this spring season, I got to just say off the top, Brian, every Friday when we look at what's going on on the weekend, it is absolute insanity. Yeah, I have a lot of empathy for everybody in the athletic department that's worked so hard to keep things on track. 
uh, you know, Friday there's the Thunderbird Collegiate Invitational for men's golf. Uh, obviously, volleyball is is competing right now as we're recording out in Omaha. So fingers crossed that they do well. But there's a ton of other stuff coming up: women's tennis, beach volleyball, soccer playing today at 3 p.m. at Boulder. Uh, but some of the bigger ones that I think we absolutely need to hit on. Uh, we've been we've tried to follow baseball as much as possible here. If we, in fact, our first interview since you and I took over the podcast was with uh, Alex Lumberg, yeah, a fellow 1280 producer slash. Uh, baseball evangelist for youthzone.com. Uh, yeah, he's more than all the other things. He's more than just a producer, dude. He's the executive producer for Utah Jazz Broadcasts. He he's got a tough gig, man. Yeah, he does, and he has to put up with those jokers, Jake Scott and Tim McComb, every single game. In not, addition to not, David, not Locke. to mention David Locke. So. <laughs> Who would ever want to work for that guy? Okay, Brian, be careful. I see these guys on a daily basis. Be very careful. You don't see him as often as I do, but nonetheless, you've got a good point there. He knows where to find me. <laughs> absolutely. We got a good I point know where there. to find him. He's out in his van somewhere. No, so Lundy, no, he absolutely is an evangelist for the, for the baseball program. And the, the, the fun part about like youth baseball is the fact that they're playing some of these more storied programs. Any of you who have watched collegiate baseball over the years you've seen ucla you've seen usc you've seen arizona state you've seen these great baseball programs and the fun part is the utes are in the exact same conference and face these teams year in and year out it can only yield better results as utah continues to upgrade their talent base in baseball by facing teams like a ucla like they will this weekend Absolutely, and they got two commitments during the week um, from a couple players in California, and that really helps them to expand their recruiting footprint. If you can't get guys out of California, you're not going to compete in this conference in baseball for sure. Yeah. So we'll keep track of them, and, and fingers crossed for a couple positive results as this is still a young team growing into their roles, and really that's the expectation at this point. If you get one, great. If you get two, even better. If you get a sweep, you might as well throw them a parade. <laughs> Welcome him back to Salt Lake. Give him a hero's welcome. There's no doubt about that. Um, other sports in weekend, uh, other sports in action this weekend. If I can get the words out of my mouth, include uh, uh, lacrosse. They man, they have been road warriors this year, but this might be their biggest match of the season. They are at number four Virginia, and it will be on ESPNU if I'm not mistaken on Sunday. Yep, and this is a big one for them. More, I, I think, expecting them to win this game is is saddling them with just unfair expectations. The team is three and five overall on the year, as they've had to travel on the road a lot. And this is a young group that they're you know tr- trotting out there against the number four ranked team in the country. Uh, but it's a good opportunity to to get a not to. To play a team that is where you want to be eventually, right? This is yeah. this is what you're building towards, and so you get to experience it up close. How good you need to be, and how good your has your good has to be in order to be at the top of this this uh, this sport. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, other sports in action include women's gymnastics. They are headed to the NCAA championships. It's go time now for the youth, Brian. I think many of us out there have been waiting seemingly, and it feels like it's been a lot longer than it probably has been in terms of the youth actually winning a national title, but there's been a drought in Salt Lake City, and they've left nothing more than to snap that drought and win a title this year. They got their work cut out for them as they do every year, though, because you're facing off against the best of the best when it comes to the NCAA championships. 
Without a doubt, and they've got a tough draw. They'll compete on Friday at 4 p.m. If they are able to be one of the top two teams to advance out of their grouping, then they'll also compete again on Saturday right after the spring game. That one will be on, I believe, ESPNU as well. Definitely worth tuning in for that. Um, I believe, let's see, one, uh, excuse me, four teams will be at 12 noon on ESPN2. So if you're home watching the spring game, you can switch back and forth. Yeah. They do have a very tough job as they're going to compete against second seeded Oklahoma, third seed LSU, and seventh seed Alabama in the semis, though. <laughs> Jeez. Well, no yeah. days off. <laughs> yeah, no rest for the weary. There's no doubt about that. All right, Brian, any other teams we need to know of before we go here on today's show? That pretty much wraps it up for this weekend. It's, it is a busy weekend for uh, a lot of the Utah sports, but definitely plenty to tune into and and, and keep an eye on as, as this is kind of the last big weekend for Utah athletics before they close everything out. Yeah, obviously the championship's ongoing and whatnot, but yeah, the sports will start to kind of taper off here as we get towards the end of the spring term or spring semester is I guess what I'm trying to say but yeah it's been a fun it's been a crazy couple of months but it's been a lot of fun as well to see all these sports playing tracking them all but it's been absolutely bonkers and we'll have a full recap for you guys on Monday's edition of the show as well as a recap of what happened in the spring game and of course who knows maybe another transfer portal uh addition for the running Utes on the men's basketball side of things. We'll have it all covered for you. Brian, any final thoughts and or shots before we go here? Shoot your shot, Jake. This weekend, wherever you have an opportunity, let it fly. Yep, shoot that shot. All right, folks. Have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast from April 16th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys on Monday.